Data's head is found in a cave in San Francisco. How? Wait, hold on. Okay. <laughs> Captain's Pod, Stardate 2243221. Hello and welcome aboard the Starship's Enterprise, and thank you for joining us as we take a brief shore leave from the world of cinema sins to explore the universe of Star Trek. I'm your Captain Ian... I'm not doing it again. I'm your Captain Ian Whittington, and with me as always is the Isolinear Ambassador, Danae Hughes. Isolinear? Isolinear. That Uh seems really limiting. (laughs) Wait, what? Why? Because you're linear? Yeah. You're the least linear person I've met. Right. So what is isolinear in the world of Star Trek? They are fancy USB chips. So isolinear chips are like... Like what data was stored in? mm, It could have been. It could have been. But you remember... Grab your memory banks. Ironically, grab your isolinear chips. In an episode we watched where all of the cowboy stuff was happening. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Geordie pulls apart one of the pads that isn't working and then pulls out one of these little, like, fluorescent green rods. Okay. And that is the memory recall stuff. So that holds a lot of information on it. So they're they're like USB sticks, thumb drives, but in the future. Cool. Cool. This week we're going to (laughs) be... This week we're going to be talking about Season 2, Episode 4 of Star Trek Picard, titled Watcher. (gasps) <gasps> which Ooh. gets me really excited because that makes me think we're not going to have to wait until episode nine to work out who the Watcher is. Like, we're going to get some stuff dropped on us pretty soon. Can you imagine? Can you imagine spending the entire rest of the season waiting to find out who the Watcher is? And yes. then all of it crammed into the finale. Yeah, and it turns out to be Data again. <laughs> <laughs> I'm glad that they're moving things along quickly. I think that's one of the things that they do that's really brave in, in Picard. In this season, yeah. we're not waiting a really long time to discover information, mm-hmm. which is which just makes me think that they have a lot in store, and I'm excited for it. I'm super excited. Did we see them do a lot of time travel, like into other eras, when we were watching the preview, like the trailer, or do you think we've seen everything from the trailer already? We saw them in LA. There is one character that appeared in the trailer that hasn't appeared yet, played by Brent Spiner, the same actor that plays Data. So a relative of the man that created Data will appear in this show. Okay. But we haven't seen... There's the Romulan in the forest that we haven't seen yet. There's the little boy that we haven't seen yet. Um, You mean little Picard? We saw him. I don't know. We did see him. But I don't think that we've seen him running like we saw him. When we saw him in the trailer. Yeah. Yeah, I remember him running more. Yeah. So there's still stuff we haven't seen in the trailer. I'm just... I'm curious if they're going... If they're going to do more time travel and then like still be off a little bit. I think they have to. I think that there has to be some more time travel because Picard's youngerness would be like 2300-ish. No, not even. It would be 2320, something like that. So he's is when he was a little boy. Four years old? Yeah, in roughly. In the timeline that they're in right now? Yes, if the change hasn't happened yet. Okay, okay. They've still got to stop the change to get that history. Well, either way, Picard is born at the same time. Picard? Picard? Come in, Picard? No, he's not. No, no, no. I mean, they're going to have to travel forward if we're going to see him as a little boy. Oh. Unless this is all flashbacks. Oh, yeah. I'm getting I'm getting confused about what time we're in. So we started in 2400. Okay. We've gone back to 2024. Okay. But Picard's flashbacks to being a child would be like 2320. Oh, okay, okay, okay. Nice. Ish. Very roughly. 
Um, I am not going to hold you accountable for that. Like, don't worry. I want to get my dates right. Well, of course you do because you're a nerd. (laughs) Nerd. Yeah, that's fair. That's that's totally fair. Um, So last week we left the Rios has been captured by the immigration police, which is a weird sentence I didn't think I'd be saying in this series. Um, Rafi and Seven are looking for the Watcher and may have found them. Agnes has pissed off and impressed the Boar Queen and Picard is present. And Elnor is dead. And Elnor is dead. I forgot about that. <laughs> true, true to oh, form. Oh, no. We have once again forgotten Elnor about Elnor. Elnor is forgotten. So it looks like we're going to find the Watcher. I predict that Soji will be back this week. Is she the Watcher? Could be. Could be. <laughs> but I think we'll, I think you we'll think see her. You think she's going to be back this week? Yeah, I think we're going to see her. That'd be nice. I don't know how that works. Yeah, how would that? Because she'd have to come through some other time travel yeah, situation. To, yeah, well, cute. I think we're going to get a bit more Q this week as well. I think we're going to get some sassy Q. Mm-hmm. I hope. Mm-hmm. In other news, we have a Captain's Pod Twitter because there's such an awesome little community on on Twitter. So, um, yeah, come and follow us. It's at Captain's Pod CS. The CS stands for casual sex. It does not. Wow. It stands for cinnamon substitute. How did you get that so wrong? I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. With that, <laughs> take us to 10 forward, quick. <laughs> Welcome to 10 forward, the part of the show where we grab a drink from the replicator and share our immediate thoughts and feelings on the episode we just watched together. Most important question first, what can Guinan get you from the replicator bar? I would like a water, please. However, I just have coffee or I have Ian's... I'm going to call just the remaining... Well, that is that is not water. That is a soda. No, I have a I have a bottle of Coke. You also have... What am I going to call? Fruit syrup? Just... You yeah. have a cup of fruit that's... It's now just the liquid at the bottom. Well, all I have is a raspberry that... Because it's it's hotter than the sun in this recording studio, so it's hot. started to decompose. I may still eat it. Tastes good. Anyway, we pick off... <laughs> pick off we pick up where we left off in the 20 something hundreds in the century in the future there we nah. are there's a century there's a future yeah 2024 2024 um yes where, where the world is going to hell and aren't we hearing about all of the problems of our society in this episode oh we are do we mind we are hearing about racism uh-huh. and we're hearing about class disparity uh-huh. uh, what else did we cover in this one um um i know we've covered like the environmental issues in previous ones yeah, like they're was, killing our planet yeah the emphasis here was mostly on um the, the racial tension and yeah. how people in authority specifically abuse their um uh, abuse their power to exclude and um and attack people um of different races colors and creeds to them and also, those who are wealthy who have enough to make a lot of difference don't because they keep it for themselves. Yeah, that inequality. was also mentioned. Exactly, because people must have more. And isn't that true? And this episode uses Guinan to really drive that home. Yes. No, it, it's. Oh, man, we're all over the place. I don't know where to begin. Yeah, no, so, no. So, this is a really interesting episode. The, did um, you like it overall? Yes, no, I did. You yes. did? Okay, yeah. okay. This is probably your least favorite of the four. I'm not enjoying this one as much. Yeah, okay. Yeah. That's fair. Enough. But I, I think it's a. It's a understandable why i'm not enjoying it it's oh completely there's lots of it that didn't work for me but it's keeping me hooked into the story so well no one is going anywhere in this episode no 
there's not a lot of momentum despite nope. some car chases. Um, Everyone's pretty much where they started at the beginning yeah. of the episode, other than Picard, to be well, honest. This episode, for me, was definitely more of a character-building peek into some of the things that you know they're working through, either individually or as a group. Like it was, mm-hmm. it was more of a character building episode rather than an action get us to the next spot. So in this episode, Picard is um, sent off to find the Watcher. Now that we have some coordinates, Rios is still captured. Seven and Raffi drive a car. Agnes and the Queen talk, um, and that's about it. Laris shows up, and Q shows up again. Yeah, there we go. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Where do you want to begin? So I guess I'm confusing myself because I have my notes on my phone, and I never usually do this. So I'm looking between my laptop and my phone, and it's confusing the what's it's out of me. My first note was the zoom in from the forest into La Serena was so freaking cool. It was so good. It has nothing to do with the story or the episode at all, but it was beautiful. I liked it, um, but... It was confusing for me because until this episode, I didn't understand the history of the manor. So no. I didn't realize that it was empty. No, neither did I. Nobody so did. I'm like, they're yeah. really close. And for trying not to make a lot of a splash, uh-huh. they're within eyeshot of the this mansion. Mm-hmm. So and now I we know it's, it's empty. So it doesn't matter. It's all matter. okay because Picard knew it was empty during this time frame as right. well. So suddenly the stuff that happened in episode three makes more sense which yeah. is always going to happen when you do this i would be curious if the um the people who created the show mm-hmm. had enough forethought to if there if there was an opening sweep overview shot of the picard manor in like episode one if there's this swath of trees that is oh, has less man. growth yes than the ones around it so that'll be like a Back to the Future thing. When Marty, the first time Marty goes, travels through time, it starts at Twin Pine Mall. But when he travels into the past, he drives into a tree. And when he goes back to the future, it's called Lone Pine Mall. Because there's now only one tree because it was run over by him when he went to the past. It would be beautiful if they did that. I don't remember if there was an overhead shot of his property. There has been, definitely. But I don't know about that specific bit of woods. It would be hard because it's like 400 years. So it's still a lot of time to plant some more trees and stuff. But it would just be really interesting because there is a massive chunk of property that is just wiped out. Just ruined. And when the Picard family returns and they're like, going around the land you've got to know that they get to that section where all of the lumber is just completely destroyed like (laughs) was there a meteor over here what happened so and with this type of time travel it's not like picard can say huh that makes sense in the picard history books they said that there was an odd bit of clearing that had been cleared but we can't have that because in this type of time travel this hasn't happened yet right the time travel in this 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 episode has cemented how little the time travel makes sense in Picard. They there are some issues. There's there's some big Guinan issues that I want to talk about in this instance. That's going to be a big, big portion. And you're of going it. to get a Guinan okay. history lesson as Yay! well. I'm they, excited about that. Actually, they either retcon some stuff or they don't care. Or so, both. Or both. It's Star Trek. <laughs> um, one quick little bit of nerding out is that well, I just wiggled because I was so excited when La Serena um, cloaks and goes invisible. There is the tiniest wiggle of a whine that kind of goes, and it's 
it, the pitch and tone is exactly the same as the Klingon cloaking noise from the original series films. So when those ships cloak, it was like deafening. And it was, even though there's no noise in space, whenever somebody would say, Klingon ship decloaking, it would make this deafening noise. And it was so eerie and put you on edge. And I was like, yes! I don't know why the humans have it, but great! Wow, that's oh, really interesting. I just love those little touches and nods. It's like, they're just, can somebody send me over like all of the audio files from the original films and we're going to slip them in wherever we can. Oh, oh, oh. And it gives you that nostalgia boost. Oh, yeah, it's so there, good. There so, wasn't so good. really a lot of nostalgia for me in this one. Maybe that's part of why it hits different. Yeah, no, I agree. There is the the references are deep, deep cuts. So we're going to jump into two references because let's just get all of that stuff out of the way because it has nothing to do with the plot. Um, Agnes refers to Picard as Dixon Hill when he solves the... You said 15 here and 15 there and 15 there. And Dixon Hill is a fictional detective in the Star Trek universe and it's Picard's favourite detective. And he has some like hologram programmes that are based on it. So that was one nod, which was pretty cool. The other one, I lost my shit. And I think most of the listeners specifically of this podcast will have lost their shit as well. You remember when I said that Spock got sworn at by a punk when they were on a bus in yeah. the one with whales yeah it's the same punk stop it the same actor <gasps> it's the same punk so he's listening to music spock says can you please turn it down he gives him the finger and pops um, spock does the neck pinch this time round, seven's like can you turn it down and the punk like kind of twitches and reaches for his neck and goes yeah, no, sure. Yeah. Uh, I'll just turn the music down. He I just like really this song. He was really apologetic. It's and I was the like, same guy! That's a really interesting thing. Because I was confused by that, which I think I probably would have sinned, which would have been revoked. Yeah, because it doesn't push the story forward at all. It's just a reference. Not that. Why are we doing boomboxes in 2024 was my thing. Like, So this is clearly a guy who's just loves his boombox. He's, just, he's holding he's, on to the past and he is still riding the same damn bus this same guy hair? Just, same. Um, I think it's a different colour. Okay. I'll show you a picture of it. But okay. as soon as, I'm not lying, when I when I looked at the bus, I was like, they're going to take a bus and the punk is going to be on there. And the punk isn't there and it's so good. I'm glad you like it so much. It's, it's also, so dumb. It's, it's so, so dumb. No, it's great because you have this character story. You, yes, have this, you have this yes. character art where like this person <laughs> had this thing happen and was a jerk. So he's learned his lesson. I mean, why play a boombox anyway? If you're so willing to but, turn it down. But, yeah. you know, it's so good. Because you know great. that people who ride that bus every day are used to this guy. <sighs> it's so, that guy again, the one that passed out randomly in 1984. <laughs> but ever since, he's just like the nice guy who uh-huh. always turns it down if you ask. So no one asks him anymore because he's so nice about it. It's the character redemption I never thought we would get in Picard that so I've good. been crying out oh, for. Oh, I love that for it's, you guys. It is beautiful. It's so great. And I, we just talked about that punk two weeks ago and for him to appear in Picard it's people that are listening to this years in the future are going to be like nah they planned that I was like nope 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 I had no idea the punk no, was going to turn up we, just to remind you we just watched it and we walked into the room we record we, we plan nothing we as plan is evident nothing. by some of the editing in this show <laughs> Um, okay, so we also get a semi-explanation, which I don't think anybody really needed, about why Picard sounds English, I think. Like, um, when he's oh, explaining... Oh, like his, that his family, like, escaped to England. Exactly. So when they're explaining why the mansion is empty, or the chateau, it's because his family during World War II got sent to England. 
So I guess that explains why he has English links. Sure. I don't know that we ever needed that, but it's always been a, huh, why does he have an English accent? So I guess he grew up in England as well as France. I guess that's what they're trying to say. And then they come back to the manor and then they make it into their own yeah, at some point I guess in the future. So, it's at some point in the future. So I think it's like Picard's grandparents or great grandparents that, that do that. But What a job they had. Yeah, I know. They had to like the big divot in the ground where all the trees had been knocked over. They had to dig that up and fix it and mm-hmm. make sure that 15 was everywhere in the house. How much vineage needed to be removed from the exterior of the yeah, home exactly so exactly. much scaffolding oh man i just reread my punk notes <laughs> actually at 400 years in the future it's probably more like little machines would just go out and do that stuff oh, for, for sure. them yeah they had assistants okay to do what it, were I your bet. punk notes though oh it was exclamation marks the punk the punk from the one with the whales i can't believe it nobody will believe me <laughs> so great so great um so I almost want to entirely save this for this instance. Um, Picard is beamed to the coordinates. In broad daylight. In broad daylight. They they say to each other, we don't know where this is going to take you, but we'll save it for this instance. He ends up back at 10 Forward Avenue and speaks to Guinan. And what did you think of all of that, the recasting? I was curious. Yeah, in my notes, uh, as we've been thinking about like who he could meet, and the character that would kind of mute Q's powers being Guinan. Yeah, which... we predicted the Watcher was Guinan. Fast forward, well, the Watcher isn't Guinan, though. Um, uh, Yeah, no, you're right. Yeah, yeah, correct. We thought that it was going to be Guinan. Yeah. She's part of it. She knew where the Watcher mm-hmm. was, but, yeah. you know. um, I was wondering, too, what they would do, because they can't do a lot of de-aging, obviously. So recasting completely makes sense, and... What a beautiful actor to bring in. She's oh, she got was this incredible. like muscular powerhouse, able to emote. You can like, there's obviously so much that this character has seen, and the way that that's coming out on on screen for me was working, and I really enjoyed it. You know, even just the passing off of the dog, and she just got oh. like just a little bit of emotion, and her eyes kind of teared mm-hmm. up, and. So I was I was in for it. It was also interesting to think like if there's an alien living on planet Earth right now, I can understand why they'd be like, yeah, I'm out of here. You oh, know, heck yeah. So absolutely. It, it's one of those part of the downer of this episode for me is that it's so close to real life. You know, there's just it. it's it's like, OK, I just don't want to stay in my year too long because I watch this show to escape my year. Uh huh. And so for Guinan to to state what she's stating and for me to be able to relate to it with actual news that kills me like to think about things that have happened just in the last four or five years of our history that have changed me forever as a person it's like oh gosh that's really really deep and i wasn't Mm -hmm. expecting to be thinking about those things right now so however i'm really glad that it's in this show because i think it's important because how i i think that they would do a disservice to why an alien would want to leave our planet in 2024. It's not like they're going to be like, oh, they're destroying the planet and, they're, and things are on fire. Like that's been happening in our environment since you know movies have started to be made and content mm-hmm. has been able to be watched. There's always that representation of like humans are killing the planet they're on. That's always there. Yeah. But what we haven't had is some of the really intense like hatred stuff um, and a lot of the division of our humanity. And so this is, putting Picard as, as that hope voice, which of course we love. So he's like, change always happens after you think it's gonna, it should happen and don't give up on humanity. And he's kind of being that voice of hope, which mm-hmm. I really loved. 
And then just the juxtaposition of it being Guinan was really cool. So I not only like the casting, but I like what they were kind of doing with that character um, and her motivation for packing up shop. Yeah. And Star Trek has always been the allegory, or has always had stories with allegories for oppression and this kind of stuff. But this isn't a metaphor. This is just saying, hey, this is you right now. Um, And I do, I didn't have a problem with that being on screen at all and how they did it. Almost, I like that there wasn't any metaphor for it. It was just like, look, we need to stop beating around the bush. This shit is happening right now and it's pretty disgusting. Um, Yeah, it made me be like, oh, maybe I shouldn't be drinking like a latte right now. I feel like I should be like a rum and coke or something. (laughs) It's pretty miserable. Because it got really heavy. (laughs) So the actor that plays Guinan is um, Ito Agira. Apologies if I get any of that pronunciation wrong. Um, She's absolutely brilliant. And there's a couple of lines that hit me like a ton of bricks like Picard is being very sincere and saying you need to stay around you need to stay here and give us a chance and she says yeah well it's easy to say that when you look like you like this is coming this is just once again the the old white guy preaching and being so disconnected from the problems both time space and just experience to be saying give us a chance it's like no mm-hmm. you don't get to say that was the second one about that took off a hood oh my and put on a suit goodness all this century Ooh. did was remove the hood and replace it with a suit god damn if that's not the truth and that hit like a ton of bricks that is a that's powerful but the balls to say it oh absolutely right? the, the balls to say it and i'm glad that they did because it needs to be said it's insane like it's all it's more sinister now because it's embedded itself in society like it's easy to spot the ones with the hoods they're the villains but man when they're among us oh oh yeah powerful, it gives me... powerful stuff i think uh picard followed up that saying like history's darkest moments can be the tipping point of change yes and what I really appreciated is that Guinan's character wasn't like, you know what? You're right, white guy. I'm going to do this now. She's uh-huh. just like, yeah, shut up. The only thing that really changed her mind was when he said his name and she's like, oh, fuck. Okay. Oh, for goodness I sake. do know something and now you have to come with me. I love that so much because this isn't a problem that's going to be solved with one conversation no. from an old white man. No. Like it's that it avoided the white savior thing pretty well. I think it still has some of that, but... Yeah, the reason she's convinced is because, oh, for yeah, fuck's sake, it's not, <laughs> I he, know this name. He has that moment um, after going to see the Watcher and Guinan is told to leave, mm-hmm. where he kind of has that one last plea with her. Yeah. But even still, you can see her hesitate. And obviously, we know that they end up meeting together in the future at some point, mm-hmm. you know, right? What? Grumble. As my as resistance. Oh, we'll get okay, there. okay. <laughs> But it didn't have that, like, you know what, Picard, for you, I will. It didn't have that. Uh, And I'm glad because that would have really shifted her. Like, listen, people do things you don't agree with all the time. And you Mm -hmm. can do a lot of things to try to convince them, you know, that what your way, that your way is the right way. But it's ultimately their choice. And it didn't take her choice away from her. Absolutely. Yeah. So like this is the reason she decides is because there's clearly something bigger. And it seems to be, I think, Picard's path is one of the paths through history that needs to be protected. As much Something. as as much as Q says, yeah, you don't matter, I think he actually, he I does matter. He, yeah, I think yeah. he does matter. Also, before we go on from Guinan, can we just talk about that moment when she clenched her jaw and her jaw popped? Like, she the muscle, like her masseter. I missed that entirely. Good oh, lord, she's Oof. beautiful. Oh she my is. god. And I loved how muscular Ooh, she was. I, was I like, know. She's gonna kick someone's ass. It was right before they cut to, like, the commercial break, how they're kind of set up for commercials. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And 
and she was kind of frustrated and she clenched her jaw and her her masseter just pops out and i was like yeah. oh my god gosh dang it she that is an attractive that, that hurt. being <laughs> and i cut myself just watching that <laughs> so uh, I, I think it's an excellent excellent way to bring Guinan back excellent casting she's fantastic i hope she's in the series a lot more she's so so good so good um so back on la serena um basically it's the queen trying to seduce agnes so we have lots of bargaining and i'll do this if you scratch my back literally because i can't scratch my back i can't reach it we'll fix the transporters but you got to give me something and this is the queen sowing the seeds of we're the same and you must join the collective and loneliness like playing into the loneliness of of yeah. uh, it's nice when you're part of a collective because you're not alone lots of euphemisms for submit and give in to me and whatnot and i i hope they're not going to play on that too much more because we all kind of know where this is going if it keeps heading this way so what do you mean we all know you mean like agnes is the queen in the exactly. future exactly it's now kind is of is that something you saw on twitter this week did a lot of people think that um no i've only had one friend message me and say i think agnes is the queen um i just either we've guessed something we weren't supposed to guess or it's going to go in a completely different direction and this is fully misdirection and the more they the more they lay into that and the more they build in the more i think yeah i don't think we've guessed right <laughs> yeah. i don't know well, and if they're going to bring the Borg queen into the future with them, that means there would be two Borg queens, right? Well, there's, yeah, this is always the problem. You, there's even, because this Borg queen is from the wrong timeline. So as soon as they fix things, in theory, maybe this queen disappears and doesn't Marty McFly goes invisible, but... I guess that's what should happen because that timeline, it, it all depends on the type of time travel they're doing. But they can explain it away however they want. Like we just watched um, the new Ryan Reynolds film, um, uh, The Adam Project, and it's like the people from the different timeline hung around exactly as long as the plot needed them to say goodbye and then disappear. Like it depends how honest the show is going to be with it. I know what you mean about not wanting to spend too much time with the Borg Queen's motivations. But mm -hmm. at the same time, it's a really interesting part of the story for me to mm -hmm. have been somebody who's curious about Borg and listening to how how she talks about the collective and everything and how she's trying to persuade mm -hmm. and how this actor is just killing it as the she's Borg incredible. Queen. If, oh, it's so nice to watch. If anything, I want to spend more time there because... I mean, Rios says something interesting when he's doing his Honesty previously, moment. yeah, his like previously on Picard season two, um, and says, "Yeah, we've got a Borg, we've got a cybernetic robot queen from the future, and I'm pretty sure she's here just to take over humanity." Like, I love it when we get bits like that because it's like, okay, no, the show knows that we know that there's a double cross happening, which makes me think there's something more complicated happening. Mm -hmm. So there's. I want to get into her brain and find out what the plan is. But that's the beauty of these types of shows, being able to guess and ponder. I also really enjoyed um, more screen time with the two of them, with Agnes and Borg Queen. Mm -hmm. Number one, I think it's playing into your theory that you have. Yeah. Um, but also, I feel like they've really kind of designed her to look spider-like. Mm. It just seems like she has like, these that little web? dots along her temple. That look like the eyes. That look like eyes yeah. a little bit. And then the Borg ship of the future is very spider looking because it's got like yeah. the eight legs kind of on the side. Mm -hmm. So I'm really curious if there's some symbolism that they're going to be getting 
that they're going to be getting at. And I, I don't mind Agnes having a struggle with, in a, in a way, it feels a bit like la- season one where Agnes had something pressed into her mind. Yeah. And now here she's had it again. And it's like, okay, this woman is broken and her brain is breaking. And it, it kind of makes sense that she would be really tempted to have that pain go away yeah. in a way. Because she had that horrible... The uh, um, no, I know what you're getting at. Yeah, shoved into her brain. Not the premonition. The wasn't ah, it? It's called something else. Mm -hmm. Invoke, not invocation. The involution. The abomination. Ammunition. No, no, that's it. Admonition. Admonition. That's it. Get it. Nailed it. First try. My God, it's not like we did ten hours on the damn thing. (laughs) And that was something that she hadn't. that was yes. something she didn't have a choice on. Now this time she did have a choice, and she chose to, you know, go into the whole Borg brain situation. But it's still super invasive, and there's you can see that there's a comfort that she's fighting. Where I mean, there's also just the the prospect of having all of that Borg knowledge and having all of that information. And Agnes is such like a an information nerd. Like, wouldn't it be tempting to? To do that, especially if you're arrogant enough to think, well, maybe I can be a good Borg. <laughs> there was also this wink and nod to that idea when the Queen says, "It's all how you make them sing. Mm. It's the it's not just how you get the army; it's making them want to be your army." And I'm like, hmm. So if she is the Borg, if Agnes is the Borg Queen of the future, mm. it's how she's choosing to lead the Borg. And I I took a little bit of an issue with that because there's much less skill in the way the Borg Queen operates now how we know it, because all of the Borg are brainwashed and they're remote controlled. They are literally drones. So there's no... She doesn't have to convince them of anything. It's just sing, and they will sing. Right. It's how... But it's how the the Queen is talking about it that's trying to kind of get her attention. So Mm -hmm. I can see how... And it's all... That's part of the fun for me is Borg Queen is saying really interesting things Mm -hmm. to get Agnes's attention. It's the song you choose to make them sing. Yeah, it's fun. Yeah, I really like that. I'd love more time there. Um, I can tell you where I didn't want more time, and that's with Seven and Raffi. I'm getting really tired of this. Why? I mean, what a cliche after cliche after cliche. Why are we making them fight? Why are we making... Like, every... Everything that they're doing in this episode feels so forced. So forced, so cliche. I think we should retire car chases unless we have a reason to have one, especially in a damn sci-fi show. It was it was so lazy. It was it really feels like what do we do with Seven and Raffi? Let's have some kind of sitcom cliche argument between them and then an anticlimax where they just get beamed out. It was terrible. I don't know. In an episode in a series that's been packed with so much powerful good stuff, how can you shift the tone so much and so lazily? Just with, and with these two powerful women that are just—they're incredible. You could do so much with them, and you've paired them off into this cliche nonsense. I I feel like they so like Seven is really intense. Rafi is really intense, mm-hmm. and this is—it felt like the writers were like they they put them into an overly intense reactive role. Yeah. They were both just dialed way over where I feel like they normally are. And and then they were switching back and forth really quickly. So like mm-hmm. seven is steering her away from the police off, steering Rafi away from the police officers and, you know, saying these calming things, which normally she's the one that's not doing that, but she is mm-hmm. now because she realizes the situation. And then seven is driving clearly 
way better than she should. Well, that, but also it's not hard to take your foot off the pedal and realize that you can slow down, but she's not. You know, it's just this balls to the wall, pedal to the metal, just like dangerous situation. Mm -hmm. And then you've got Rafi yelling, but then also suddenly becoming like really calm at the same. It was just, it was hard to watch. Mm -hmm. That was hard to watch. I'm glad you didn't enjoy that too, because I was like, it was really, really bad. No, (laughs) I was tired of it last episode. I knew this car chase was in the trailer uh, in fact, it's one of the reasons that, that... So the first trailer that came... The first full trailer that came out was a lot of people walking around in the sunshine in LA and this driving scene and all of that. And people were like, this looks terrible. This looks like the original series going back in time. This doesn't look good. And then the second trailer is the one that we watched where it's a lot darker. We get the stuff in the forest and we get a few more starships. Um, and this, I know you can't go back and edit it out, but... I wish you could have reshot that because it was the definition of filler. Um, yep, sorry, didn't didn't enjoy that. But it didn't need to be. I don't know. It just didn't even need to be written that way. But you're right. Like once it's shot, it's shot. You know, you go back and do it all yeah. again would be too much. But I've got some sense for that scene, mm-hmm. of course. Uh, well, the biggest issue is they don't know what to do with them because they're doing some information gathering to find the Watcher, which is redundant because they've already found the Watcher back on the ship. So. All of this could have been undone if they just waited until they tapped into the Queen. There's no need for Rios to be out there, Seven of Nine, uh, yeah, Seven to be out there, Raffi to be out there. It's it is super contrived because the cast is a bit too for the show. Sorry. Um, <laughs> so that swings us into Rios, um, who also has some powerful moments where the the most mustache twirliest mustache twirling ICE agent to ever twirl a mustache is there. And I won't go too hard on that because I unfortunately believe and know these people exist. Oh, like yeah. I know he's a caricature, yeah. but unfortunately, yeah, he is probably out there. He or she is probably out yeah. there. They're really like shining the light on some of the ugliest parts of what's happened yeah. in this, you know, the last 15, 20 mm-hmm. years. And that's, I mean, even before there was stuff going on, but mm-hmm. we know more about it now and that there still hasn't been change is really, it's really hard. It this that's what I'm saying is like there's so much of this episode it's like well fuck yeah like I'm bu- like this this <laughs> episode bummed me out honestly but that's important we're supposed is, to be bummed it out is, we it are is I just wanted to stay with fun Picard <laughs> doing all the fun stuff and preaching to people yeah I get it I get it um but yes yeah, so he's in a bad he's in a bad spot and there's a reality to just if you don't have the right paperwork, you disappear. And so Rios gets to be that character mm-hmm. to remind us, you know, yeah. um, and it's an important thing to acknowledge and that it is real and it happens. Yeah. Um, we do get a little season recap from him, which was really fun. <laughs> this is, I'm from the future, ship called the Stargazer. Here's everything that's happening. Um, that was quite fun. But the most important thing from that entire series is where he ends up so he is en route to the sanctuary district i've mentioned that before because we know that the sanctuary districts are basically where all of like immigrants homeless people anybody that didn't kind of fit into a box were placed and it was pitched as this can be your community and this is where you can live and be happy and prosper and away from all of the people that are more important um and it's where the bell riots start so i'm still thinking that the bell riot's not starting is where this is all going, and that's the big change that gets scrubbed out or something like that. Um, 
we find out that the Watchers, or Guinan says that the Watchers are a race of Guardians that look after timelines and destiny and, and whatnot. And Picard is led by a group of creepy, no-eyed people until he sees Laris. Or who we've been calling Laris. Yeah, somebody that looks a lot like Laris, but without the ears. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So then was 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 that her in the past, in our timeline? Save that for predictions. Okay. But yeah, <laughs> I, I, don't, I guess I was just bringing it up because that's where the episode and kind of ends. And then they open up a time door in the middle of the freaking street. Middle of nowhere. No, it wasn't um, the middle of nowhere. It's like a park, a very, very heavily sorry, footed yeah, park. In the middle of open air. Mm-hmm. I guess more on the watch. Like, what did you. I guess I'm glad they didn't dangle that for too long. Like, we are getting answers and revelations pretty quickly. Yeah. Mm hmm. We're also getting into possession of people. That's cool. Yep. We're <laughs> just taking over the bodies of children. No consent needed. Uh huh. Um, yeah, I'm curious what kind of a, per- a person alien this is, what mm-hmm. kind of a species this is. I don't know what to think about it. I guess it's just we have to kind of wait and see. But like, yeah. obviously, maybe she's been handed over to him to guard him somehow. I don't know. Yeah, who knows? Answers may or may not be forthcoming knowing this series. The, n- the next episode is it titled Answers. <laughs> <laughs> Let's I hope, hope so. Let's hope. That would be great. Um, anything else from the episode? Uh, there was another puppy in this one. We love puppies. It's I, a good I really puppy. appreciated that. Yeah. Yeah. Little um um type of dog is it? Pitbull. Pitbull, thank you. I was gonna say bulldog, it's not it's a pitbull. Yeah, it's a good just little girl. Um, okay, well Yeah, before we go on, mm-hmm. so this this ends with Q talking to himself oh, and then snapping his fingers and it not working. Yes. Which I think means that Guinan is nearby. Because um, she kinda mutes his powers, you said, right? She... Yeah, she has that ability. I'm so. not sure that it means that. I think it it's could. more part of the the overall sickness that oh. Q has. Okay. What what was the the book was titled The Pallid Sun. What does that mean something to it's, you as a I, Trekkie? I haven't had time to Google it. It didn't jump out. That scene I freaking loved though. Like for a minute, I thought it was Q talking to us. But I think he is talking to us, but through this woman that's reading the book. But yeah, I don't know what the pallid sun was in reference to. I mean, I did a Google search before I came into the studio and I don't see any book called that. Interesting. So I'm like, well, did I write it down wrong? No, or I'm sure it is was. it something that's referenced in the world itself? Like maybe I want to go back and look at the cover and figure out yeah. who the author was. For we example. see it so much. It has to mean something, doesn't it? Yeah. Um, and-, and he had Europa on his jacket, which I think... We also saw, saw something about that on the bus, like so if there's seen, an event of some kind happening. Yeah, that's, I've got that in predictions. The Europa advertisement has been in the show enough now that that has to play a part in it, without a doubt. Um, yeah, but I love that. Q losing his powers. Like, it has happened before. The Continuum has stripped Q of his powers for being a meddling son of a bee um, and said, you need to learn your lesson and be a human and whatnot. So it's either the Continuum taking his powers away for meddling or... There is a sickness or something that's limiting his powers. Um, I think it's the latter since we've done the former. But it's fun. Anything with Q, I'm, I'm here for it. Anything else? Elnor's dead. Elnor remains dead. Yes. Okay, with that, it's time to head to engineering for this instance is futile. Put the handbrake on, everyone. At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place. By working more efficiently. By using more sustainable practices. By developing better technologies, we keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. 
To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. Oh, my God. <laughs> Warning. Warp core collapse in 10 seconds. This is the part of the show where we re-engage our sin brains, remind ourselves that no TV show is without sin, apart from the ones that have a pointless car chase in them. Okay, I know you've got some stuff. You hit me. But, you know, you already said it. Seven and, and Rafi. <laughs> Just in all general. Of that, all of that part of the show. It started off for me, though, that they're on a public bus and they're like, talking about jumping back in space like, just <laughs> openly and loudly uh-huh. so for people who are not trying to create butterflies you know i think i think rios is like anyway we traveled back in time here we are like the butterflies forget that you're taking out a zoo at the minute of of rippling effect not to mention she decided to take a phaser with her which was kind of funny that like yeah i don't remember having that I conversation have no idea how that got here like her sass is great i do oh, love I loved her it when they were in the when they were at the, the LAPD station and she just went, I hate everything. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, I feel ya. <laughs> I feel ya. Um, all of it was terrible. Yeah, we've seen that pretty hard. Um, just cliche, tropey. Yeah, boring, boring, boring. Laris is in the previously on. So I was like, ugh. Uh-huh, we and know, this is, yeah. It's so spoilery because there's no reason for her to be in it unless she's going to be in it. So it already preloads you into she's either the watcher or she's a listener or she's in it somehow. I just wish they wouldn't. Yeah, there were three things I wrote down about the previous seance. Four. One was Laris is back. Mm-hmm. Wonder what that means. So yeah, mm-hmm. out with you on that. The other was like I keep looking at Q's lapel mm-hmm. and it's like this black flower. Yeah. Do you know what that means? I don't. Okay. I'm assuming it has something to do with the rose that's in the stained glass. Okay. I, I can see that maybe. I, I don't know if they're the same flower. I couldn't no, tell. I'd have to like look and see. But there's, I'm wondering if some, it means something. Nothing's accidental. That has I by the end of the series we'll be we'll like know. motherfucker. It was it in was front right of us the, the whole, whole time. time. Yeah. Um the other thing that was in the, the previous line was like when, when when um Captain Picard says, Give me nav control and then he like takes his time. It's like when it's like when your grandfather says, Just <laughs> let me type in the, the website address yes. and then they just like click it click just let me do it. Do, click do it. Click. It takes forever. Yeah. Instead of just, just let me just tell me, it. just tell me where you want to go. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Everyone knows where your home address is. Let me just type it in for yeah, you. Yeah. Exactly. So that was kind of a fun thing. Like, oh, I guess I could go back and send that. And that's if there's one good thing about previously ons, is that if you miss something to send the first time, <laughs> they give you the chance it again. It slaps it right there to do it again. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you're not wrong. Um, patronizing Picard and um, like, we need to get you somewhere warm while the ship heats up. How about you, old man? Just because she's a woman doesn't mean she's any more or less likely to get cold or hot. Well, she was shivering. But because the script told her to shiver. <laughs> That's <laughs> my entire problem is we must protect the woman. We must oh, build I cave see. fire. We must get the man to be protected. You're 9,000 years old, Picard. You need warmth as well. This isn't just... He could have just said, let's go and find somewhere warm. Not this saviour. Caveman, get fire. Yeah. I mean, she did just give her mind over to the hive, so maybe 
Tell her to rest. Don't say he did. He does woman. tell her to rest. Yeah, a bunch. Leave it there. Um. So yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah, You're sensitive to it. Yeah. Oh, yeah I, that's, that's okay. That, that's okay. Oh, it's in the shit out of that. Um. I didn't like his. Um. I didn't like Picard's speech. Like we're all counting on you, Agnes. Like yeah, a bit weird, like, wasn't it? And then and then she's like, Peachy, have you met me in a pinch? And he's like, Yep, sure have. Let me just leave you with the poor queen. Bye. Bye. It's so. such a dumb. So well, that's a great next sin to have, isn't it? Like. Let's send old man Picard off. I don't care if he's a fleshy robot. Send him off to coordinates that could be in the middle of the Earth's core because she's like, I don't know what's there, but bye. let's hope you don't get beamed halfway off a balcony and break your neck. Um, but we'll leave you there. And also very little way of getting back because the transporters are so hinky. Um, and also let's leave Agnes, who has just been assimilated, alone with the Borg Queen. Perfect. No. Let's do it. No. Let's see it happen. You're better off just propping Elnor up at the com panel and oh just leaving god. him in the ship. Oh my <laughs> god. Brutal. <laughs> I think yeah. I would send Agnes saying, how am I cruel to the Borg Queen? You killed your boyfriend. I know. I wrote down, uh, <laughs> you straight up murdered somebody. Now, she could say that she was insane. In fact, that's why she that's got exactly off. That's exactly it, yeah. Um, and didn't have to go to prison. Mm-hmm. But I was, uh, how am I cruel? Bruce Malick's called. He has an answer for you. <laughs> right, let's do it. Let's do the big one. And this is where I get massively corrected or people are punching the air saying, yes, tell me, Guinan. Really, really quick. Guinan and Picard do have this big, long history together. And it was beautifully bookended in um, season six. They had a two-parter at the end, um, which also has time travel as well. And long story short, Data's... This is going to sound like one of those episodes I'm making up. Data's head is found in a cave in San Francisco. How? Wait, hold on. Okay. <laughs> what year is this? In the year 2370, okay. so during TNG's original run, Okay. Data's head uh-huh. is found in a cave in LA. Hawaii? Or San Francisco, somewhere like that. So the Enterprise is recalled back to Earth, and instead of saying, hey, we found Data's head, they pull the Enterprise all the way back and then reveal it to to Data and Picard. Um, and they carbon date it and it turns out it's about 300 years old. Okay. Um, okay. Mm-hmm. Well, I got to just catch up here. Mm-hmm. So our Data and our Picard from TNG yep. go back in time or is there normal timeline? So in the year 2370, That's like Starfleet this. calls them and says, hey, we've got Data's head in a cave, but it's 300 years old. And they're like, and th- cool, we'll be right over. Yeah, this okay. like that's weird. My head is on my shoulders. So all that tells them is that sometime in the future, Data will be sent into the past where his head is removed. That's all they know. Because it can't be a second Data. Um, no, it matches identically. They're just like, this is your head. This isn't Law's head. This isn't B4's head. This isn't another android. This is your head, Data. Like, it's got the birthmark on the back and everything. Uh-huh. He has a birthmark? No, he, I, just, I was being oh, silly. Oh, <laughs> Sorry, that, <sighs> that that I was making up. Well, now it all makes sense. So they then start wondering, like, well, how did this happen? And basically they work out that aliens visited Earth in the past and were meddling around with things. Now, this tweaks Guinan, and Guinan um, has information about this. <laughs> this is probably the wrong time to tell you all of this. So Picard's... They eventually decide to go down to this planet where they find some time, timey-wimey temporal stuff. And Picard's just like... I'm like not... a drink? Like they find a timey-wimey beverage or something? No, timey-wimey, like just... They find it. They find this like cave that has like... a fruit on a like... tree? No, like this 
time portal thing. They find a portal. Yeah, there's like this time signature thing okay, going okay. on. But they don't okay. find the portal straight away. God, anyway. if there's not a timey-wimey drink at 10 forward. There's going to need to be. So Picard says, look, I'm not going down on this mission. It's too dangerous. And Guinan says, you have to. And we find out that Guinan has more information about this than we know. And she says, if you don't go on this mission, we will never meet. So Picard goes back to the past with data, blah, 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 all of that, and meets Guinan. But Guinan doesn't have a clue who he is. Like today. Like today. So that, that means can't that happen did, twice. it did happen twice. Cause, but it did happen twice. Yeah, because there's a, there's a, just like there's the timey-wimey drink, there's also a memory wiper o- o- over well, drink. Well, there's all kinds of weirdness about this because <sighs> Picard looks the same. He's bald. Like, he looks, yeah, there's 30 years of difference, but he looks the same. So Picard hiding his name really doesn't matter. Like, this guy and... In fact, this Guinan, yeah, it's confusing. You've now got two times where Guinan is meeting Picard for the first time. But somehow she knows this name, but the Guinan from TNG didn't. And that one's 300 years in the future. Exactly. So between now and then, her memory is wiped of Picard. Or adjusted, or this never happened, or this is a whole new timeline. It's really confusing for me. Because, so the year that they go back to is like 1890 or something. So Guinan is in the year 1890 with Data's severed head. And that's the first time that Guinan meets Picard, but it's not the first time that Picard meets Guinan. Listen, I'm going to need a chart. <laughs> we have a huge whiteboard in this room. Uh, yeah. I am so I may have to write this confused. down. Yeah. Shall I actually write it down on the whiteboard? Yeah, I think we're going to need a chart. Something. <laughs> let me, Can let me. Okay, pen? no, let me just see if I can explain <laughs> this. Okay, okay, okay. The year 2300-ish. Um, yeah. Picard and Data go to Earth to see a head that had been there for 300 years. Go back in time 300 years to yep. see what happened and there's aliens involved. Yep. Before they go through that portal to go back in time, Guinan's like, yeah, you got to do it because we're going to meet. So they actually met yep. in 1800-ish. Yep. Guinan was there. Yep. And then now on Guinan's timeline, that would mean that in the year 2024 in this show, she would have already met Picard. So between that time and this time, something happened where her memory was wiped or this is all bullshit. Unless this Guinan is sent back in time to the 1800s. And then meets him and after And then meets this, Picard after the events of this. Which we will see in the next spinoff show called Guinan. Guinan. But that also doesn't make sense because the Guinan we see in the 1800s is completely clueless as to who Picard is. Right. Even visually. And so there which must means she be, has to take the tiny wimey memory wiper drink. There must be a memory wipe or this is a new branching timeline which is so screwy. Yeah. And it's not how time travel travel usually no. works. No. But okay, okay. That's what broke me Oof. with Guinan. Like it seemed All weird. All that broke you instantly. Instant. Well, because wow. I already knew. You're so smart. When I already knew when Picard and Guinan met. So I'm like, we've already had this story. So as much as I love seeing this recast Guinan, you're doing another meeting again, unless... You're another this... boombox guy. You're Come another on. boombox guy. Come on. Um, wow. Anyway, I don't know if any of that will make it into the edit. Um. <laughs> that was great. That was great. <laughs> on to a more simple sin. The police car doesn't have an alarm. Or the police car doesn't have a camera on the inside that would show them teleporting out. And Rafi could have just opened the door. It's just so much. The, the transporter, like... So, so much. You've broken the timeline. Like, this butterfly effect is so dumb. Um, and Aaron wanted us to clarify that the butterfly effect isn't just if you step on a butterfly that it will change the future. Your exact presence will change the future. So just the oxygen that you breathe and the air that you displace changes the future. 
So there we go. I would sin, I think, also with like the Borg situation. I think I would also try to sin. Like she was on the ground crawling and then she says, allow me and all these tentacles come out. So we mm-hmm. know she has tentacle power. Yeah. But suddenly she can't do that again. Like Agnes is two feet away. Why not just tentacle her? Mm, so the tentacles. So the, the yeah, the biggest sin here is Agnes simply saying, I've limited your access. She is the Borg queen. Can she not adapt and rewrite the programs? Of course she and can because she's doing that for the beaming can, stuff. But like, it, conveniently like, she can't. They're like, yeah, could you just lower the heat for us? It's like asking Google to lower the temperature of the house and change the lighting. Like, they're, yeah. She, Borg Queen is Alexa uh-huh, right now. Completely. And, but she can do whatever she wants. So Agnes is right there. And we mm-hmm. already know that she just needs a little USB port to the neck. And to she's assimilate fucked. her. I don't, the, the only thing I can think is that maybe the Queen wants a willing participant. Like she has done that oh, with whatever. Picard. But it's, yeah. Not, it's... not to build her army. Not when she's so depleted. She has no power right desperate. now. Yeah, exactly. She, she wouldn't needs, risk it. Yeah. Which is why I'm hoping that story goes somewhere like, that's where easy to Where are the tentacles? Explain. I would send that. Give me tentacles. Casual mm-hmm. sex today says, give me the tentacles. <laughs> <laughs> oh, dear. Um, hit the brakes. What? Trust me. Or you could just explain that you need the car to be still so you can transport them. Crazy. One of those, uh, they managed to ram another cliche in where the problem you're avoiding explaining to save time would have been quicker to explain the problem you're trying to avoid. <laughs> so dumb. So dumb. So dumb. Um, That's it for me. Well, I've got a classic one where they are seated in the car and yet when they are transported, they are standing up. The, the magic of transporters that put you in the orientation you need to be in. <laughs> I would have never thought about that. Oh, it happens so, so much. It's like, quick, emergency, beam them out of the ship. And they're standing upright. I was like, weren't you seated? <laughs> like, wh- why? I didn't Swear. give you permission to change my leg position. Exactly. I need transporter consent, please. Okay, let's head to our final stop, which is the captain's ready room. Welcome to the Captain's Ready Room, where we hear our predictions for the rest of the season and bask in our cue like glory if anything we have previously predicted has come true. You're nailing it this I'm season. I'm doing pretty damn good. You should be super impressed with I'm yourself. pretty proud. There's some Agnes winks and nods we've talked about, mm-hmm. the 15 thing that you mm-hmm. had. Like, you really pulled that out last week, and then mm-hmm. it came up multiple times. Even my notes, I was like, Ian was right, Ian Yay! was right. Must feel pretty good. Uh, there was one other one as well, which was the Q sickness thing is kind of getting towards the right direction. Um, possibly, yeah, possibly. Possibly. Guinan being involved with the Watcher somehow. I didn't get it exactly right, but it made sense. And now that I'm thinking about it, I remember seeing 10 forward in daylight. So the 10 forward avenue in the trailer was in daylight. So subconsciously, I knew we were going back there. So I might be cheating. Or maybe they shouldn't put so much stuff in, in the them. fucking trailers. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I've got one big one that I think is going to be right. Laris isn't Laris. That's just a body that the Watcher has pulled from Picard's mind to be trustworthy. Kind of racist that they lost the years, thinking that thinking that Picard couldn't love her unless she was human. But maybe it's just being really relatable. So I don't think this is anything to do with Laris other than I picked a body that you would be comfortable with. That or it's Laris is Laris. It is her body. And every single morning she wakes up and glues ears to her face. Uh, it seems seems like that's some explaining to do to Shabon. Maybe maybe Shabon found out and she killed him. Oh, see, there you go. Found out about the well, ears. 
I think you're right though. Um, I'm being silly, but I think you're right that there's a chance that it's like a mimic of some kind because um, they talked about in, oh no, they left that future in the bad future where Laris was the one who mm-hmm. she like died in a battle. Yeah. She was leading that the was revolution on Romulus. Yeah. So now they're back in, in time. Yep. I think that's probably right. Yeah. That's fair. Makes sense to me. Any predictions? Let me tell you something. Mm-hmm. Last week scared me. Uh, <laughs> you switched that part of your brain off now. This week, I just watched it. I was like, don't think about anything. Don't think about anything. Don't think about anything. Oh, the leaves are brown. So freaky. Yeah, that was, that was weird. That was, that was weird. Yeah, I I have nothing from this week that's going to be prevalent. It kind of sums up the episode, doesn't it? It was the, there was some real highs and then some real blands. I only have one other and I was really looking at the opening credits because I'm just like, Damn it, there's something else in there. Oh, I have one from the opening credits. I just remembered. Yeah. I think there's going to be water involved somehow. Go on. Great. Um, <laughs> oh, no, I have two more predictions. Sorry. The, the, the hexagon. Please say water. <laughs> why? Yeah, actually, you did remind me. Like, I'll tell water. you why. Water. Because um, of the whales? <laughs> always the whales. Honestly, if, if anything oh to do with the whales is included, considering the punk... If the punk is behind it all along and he set things into motion during the one with the whales, just insanity. That actor, like, he had no idea saying yes to that role would change his life. It's great. I want to meet that man. I'm going to try and find him. Um, right, the hexagons, in the, there's hexagons everywhere, or like the 3D hexagons. I don't know what you, mm-hmm. polyhedrons or whatever. Mm-hmm. Uh, I guess everything's a polyhedron. Um, they duplicate. And at the minute, at to begin with, I just assumed that was a hangover from season one, where you had Sodi and Daj being duplicates. But everything is so deliberate, it like kind of duplicates, and I think that's going to represent the Borg expanding. And then they kind of like duplicate, 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 and then turn into the DNA of humans. So I'm just thinking there's some kind of origin of the Borg story that we're going for here, and I think they're going to accidentally create the Borg somehow I, I don't know where exactly i'm going with that but some choice that picard makes i don't i don't know there's something there where i think the borg the borg and the humans there's going to be some link between their creation story i don't know that'd be really cool really fucked up as well in the dna did you notice the red dots that i mentioned last i did time? see the red dots like that makes a lot of sense and there's... then there's also the dots separate from the dna and continue mm-hmm. out forward and then they go into that mechanical circle mm-hmm. that turns into the light. Yeah. And then that turns into the rings, yeah. which has some water underneath it, mm-hmm. which turns into like the ship going across the yeah. plane. So like when I was watching that part, I was thinking about whatever they're trying to say is that these little dots are like, we're almost following the dot through time. Mm-hmm. So I just don't know what the dot represents. So it could oh, be man. what you're, it could mean, be what you're talking about. We now have clues about, destinies and timelines being protected so maybe that red dot or something is the one timeline that needs to be protected and salvaged by the by the guardians um or the watchers or whatever i did see picard's face change as well and i think if i'm right 
that picture of Picard where he has like the black ink all over him is a younger version as well. Like there is something. That's what I told there. you. Yeah, he's younger. There's like yeah. a it's like a Borg face, but it's like younger and android like, but it's really Something's gonna come back yeah. to him being assimilated and Oh, I just wanna pick apart at the Queen storyline. That's the interesting bit for me. Uh, um, just so you know, the guy who plays the guy on the bus, his name is Kirk thatcher kirk thatcher of course I'm, his first name is kirk his name is kirk thatcher and i'm pretty sure i'm gonna find him on twitter right now he is gonna blow up this week i guarantee it. we'll try and get him on the show <laughs> uh he currently has six thousand seven hundred and sixty two followers on twitter he's gonna get 63 soon captain's pod is gonna follow him that's incredible um writer director actor of muppets haunted mansion that's incredible punk on bus star uh the Punk on Bus Trek for Anne Picard. Yes! Creature Shop Challenge and Return of the Jedi Grem- and Gremlins. That's incredible. Are all the ones that he's mentioned. This is, the, this is a Captain's Pod goal that I'm starting right now. Get the punk on the show. <laughs> I love it so much. <laughs> so the other prediction I have, and I'm so disappointed I didn't make it in episode two. It's just one of those things that came up and I just ignored it as background noise, and it's the Europa mission. So there are adverts for the Europa mission last week, the week before, but it's really in your face this time. They stick it on the bus. There's a newspaper article that Q is reading saying, will space travel, sorry, will 2024 be the dawn of humanity returning to the stars? So in the history of Star Trek, I can't remember the relevance of the Europa mission. I think it's one of the stepping stones to us colonizing Mars or Jupiter or heading out back into space. Um, So I think part of this has got to be that the Europa mission is sabotaged and that sets us off on a different journey where instead of doing space exploration, we're focused into maybe colonizing and being violent and stuff. Something to do with that mission is important. It's not a coincidence that Q is dressed in a Europa mission outfit. Nope. But missing is his flower pin. Mm-hmm. And just his snap. Like, huh, that does not that's go That's unexpected. Well. But it wasn't. Really, was it now? <laughs> <laughs> well, I think that's it for this week. Um, any further predictions? I predict that the next episode will be one that I enjoy. Yay! Well, we've, we've had three great. We've had one there. Amazing. It's been much better. Well, thanks for listening, everyone. It's from me and. <laughs> did you just snap? Yeah, like, I did. You? I like you snap. Uh, it's Afkaf from me. Did we have? What was that again? It's it's time travel sickness, which I am feeling. Oh yes. Now oh, perfect. Right. Well, and is that from today? Live long and podster. Thanks for listening. Want to connect with the show? Our hailing frequencies are always open through captainspod at cinemasins.com. Like, comment, and subscribe on your podcast player of choice, and be sure to visit cinemasins.com. Do you really want it? Do you really want to taste it? Oh, my knees. I think there's enough record of how bad my knees are in most. I've on said Captain's Pod? Not on Captain's Pod. Well, then let it be known. <laughs> okay, everyone, I have bad knees. <laughs> Are we good? Oh, my knees. Yeah, I have the knees of Batman, but without any of the accolades or like, achievements to my name. That's it's still just pretty bad cool. Knees. That you have something 
the same as Batman. Yeah. Well, I have an A in my name as well. That's the same. But his name is Bruce. (laughs) (laughs) Shit. Yes. Wayne Whittington. Both of our surnames begin with a W. There you are. Mm -hmm. I am basically Batman. Nice. (laughs) So I have a question about your shirt. Yes. Yes. Now, there's a reason why I have only just started to wear this shirt. Okay. Mm -hmm. The shirt that I'm wearing has... uh, Will you describe it, Danae? You're looking at it. Like your... Mm-hmm. There are two things you're going to notice about it. Okay. Is my prediction. Oh, okay. So are you going to write them down? Uh, yeah. Okay. Okay. Done. Okay. Mm-hmm. The first thing are the two holes. Okay. That wasn't one of the things. <laughs> <laughs> They're in the exact same spot yeah. on either sleeve. It's really weird, isn't it's it? It's one circular pinprick out of yes. the arm yeah. of, a, of a short sleeve t-shirt. And I'm just curious, is it because you pick at that part? Is nope. it why why are there holes? I don't know. You don't know. I honestly don't know. I assumed it was a moth until <laughs> I'm just gonna keep eating as well. Yeah, yeah, that's great. I assumed it was a moth, but it's not like there were two moths that were competing with each other. Yeah, the other thing is that the sleeves appear to be the sort of sleeves that roll up. Mm-hmm. And then they're stitched. Mm-hmm. However, your sleeves have now rolled down, except for the stitch that's holding them up in one part. Yes. So why not cut the stitch and then just let it be a regular t-shirt? Because right now it's like a pinned up t-shirt. Because I'm worried that there's going to leave an, ex- an identical hole on either side of each sleeve. <laughs> but then you, it's already part of what you got going on. Right. Is that one of the things you thought I would notice? Yes. So my two notes were the sleeves and the flag, because on the front is an American flag. Of the t-shirt, yeah. And I, I like how you just wonder. showed it to me as if I didn't <laughs> yes. know that. <laughs> just in case you hadn't... Wait, hang on a minute. You might... Let me just stand like this. Okay. <laughs> Do you know what it is now? <laughs> For those of you at home, Ian, the, the, the American flag is um is hanging downward and he just made himself go... Sideways. Sideways to my look knees. like it was waving in the wind. <laughs> <My knees. laughs> no, I just wore this because I actually like the fit of this t-shirt. It's very comfortable. I've had it for... I think ten years, something like that. It's it's that an old. That explains the moths. It explains the multiple holes. I mean, it came with four holes already. Right. But they're your standard T-shirt holes. The top, middle, side to side holes. <laughs> the, the torso hole. Yeah, the torso hole and the appendage hole. And the neck hole. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Your neck isn't an appendage. My arms are. <laughs> How do your T-shirts work, Danae? They don't. That's why I don't wear them. That's fair. T-shirts are bullshit. Watch us wreck the chair, watch us wreck the chair, watch us wreck the chair right. How, how's your fruit? It's great. You want, oh, sour. <laughs> Just as you mentioned, how is my fruit? I bite into the most sour blueberry I've ever soured. God, I wish I had cool like blueberry. That sounds so much better than blueberry. 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 What word do you wish I would say differently? Horror. Horror? Horror. Horror? <laughs> yes, like that. Horror. 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 How often do I say horror? Horror. I just watch a horror movie. I never watch horror. You never watch that. No, you never say that. So horror is one of them. Horror. Um, Caramel. Caramel? Caramel. But but when you say that uh, the other way, I'm confused. Are you asking me to say caramel or caramel? No, I'm telling you how you say it wrong. (laughs) No, I know how I say the word. I'm wondering which ones I should adapt. Caramel. Because I've already started saying cheeky. Yes, cheeky is spreading. It is. I mean, you don't want to... <laughs> caramel. Caramel. Car- caramel. Yeah, caramel. Car- no, caramel. 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 <laughs> it's lost meaning now. Caramel. 
Aluminum. <laughs> How many times did you caramel. say caramel? <laughs> caramel. <laughs> you, you chucked a blueberry at my face. <laughs> I did. Do you want a raspberry? That's messier. Don't throw it. <laughs> but don't. Incoming. No. By the way, your ship made it out of the oven. Oh, we made, I made a ship. There was no we. So we were playing with Clay at Danae's house with her daughter. And we were making turtles. Technically tortoises. But anyway, Aaron made this really, really fancy tortoise that blew mine out of the water. I looked at mine really impressive. It really impressed. And then he whips out this like multicolored David Attenborough inspired, inspired, beautiful tortoise. And I went, fuck that and made an enterprise. (laughs) Did you though? Well, I did. So my first attempt was the Enterprise D. But the Enterprise D is beautiful, but very top heavy. So the saucer section was going through an involuntary separation from the rest of the <laughs> ship. So Aaron took this picture of you constructing. Oh, it's beautiful. Yeah. And um, I accidentally clicked the Google lens button. Right. And Google thought that I was looking at French fries what? or antlers of some kind based on your ship. It didn't think that your ship was a ship. It thought it was French fries. Damn it, Google. I've never been judged so much. It might be because I'm holding the pallet stick thing. That looks like a French fry. My ship is impeccable. It is. It's not exactly the same class as the Enterprise. It is Caucasian flesh-toned. Yes, and? So it's very antler-like. Yes. And and it does look like French fries. The nacelles are very (laughs) fry-like. But you know what? After it's painted, Wait they're painted, yeah, it will look yeah, yeah. ridiculous. We'll post pictures in the Discord. We'll do. We okay. will do definitely. In fact, we will put it on the new Captain's Pod Twitter <gasps> as well, hey, there which you we'll go. mention in the main show, which you've already heard. Ian working on Enterprise. Yeah, I guess it looks just off enough to be the Enterprise. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want that to be our ship. Oh, it's so broken. It turns into battle, and everyone's just like, Bruh. "It's like something." Who's from- got that ship? <laughs> like Why so- is it so wonky? I forgot to mention this last week. Do you know the other reason why Rick and Morty being mentioned in the episode is so broken? Why? Because Mike McMahon is one of the supervising producers and helps out a lot with Rick and Morty and does a lot of writing. He has written Star Trek Lower Decks, which is another Star Trek TV show. How? How? Also, if you can hear it in his voice, also, ow is in ow. there. Ow! Like, Mike McMahon knows that he knows about Star Trek, and he's in Star Trek Picard now. I don't like it, Danae. We should talk about it some more. We should. We should. <laughs> Stop it. Bring my prompter closer to my eyeballs. <laughs> I can't read the auto cue. Captain's pod, Stardate, whatever the two, Todd. Why do you mock my Stardate system so much? <laughs> <laughs> Casual sex. What? It Captain's pod, casual sex. <laughs> Wow. Oh no! Do you mean to do a different one? No, we're keeping oh, that. God. You can do a different one, but that's staying. What is that? What is it? The universal translator isn't working. Oh, is that your language? It's so much tongue movement. <laughs> it's so much exterior tongue. Okay. <laughs> What'd you say about my mother? Oh, crap. <laughs> It's hard to understand how to do it. The nuance is so subtle. I think what I love most about this is realizing that the listener is going to come out of 
casual sex into if it was actually in the right order. <laughs> Captain's nope done that bit. <laughs> At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place by working more efficiently, by using more sustainable practices, by developing better technologies. We keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate megastores led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill.